Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and thank you for allowing me to share with you for yet another week from the things I hear our Father speaking for his sons and daughters. For the past several episodes, I've been sharing with us seniors, golden agers, baby boomers, those of us who who are of the Caleb generation, things that wisdom would dictate are absolutely pertinent to our current lives and living situations. As I've been praying and seeking our Father's face, please know that what I've been sharing are some of the matters he wants us to attend to as opposed to being afraid and avoiding certain issues. We all need to understand that there are things that need to be in order rather than being neglected through continual procrastination. God wants us to focus on certain issues in the natural so that we can equip ourselves adequately for our future times ahead. Our readiness to enter into his kingdom cannot be lopsided. We must take care of our health, well-being, strength, and stamina for the natural man as well as the spiritual one. And those things that we should attend to at this time are not only for us as individuals, because one way or the other, they will affect our families and those that we love. We are responsible for taking care of these things in order that if the time should come for others to step in, they can do it without unnecessary as well as unexpected consequences. Our Father is continually telling us not to worry or be afraid during this season of our lives. This is not a time for us to stress or develop anxieties. Remember what he said to us in the past episodes from Philippians 4 in the 5th through the 7th verses. It reads, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Believe it or not, the Lord is near and he's a lot closer than some of us would think. As I was sitting here at my desk on Sunday morning of this week, working on this very podcast, my phone rang with a childhood friend telling me of the death of her sister. Sisters and brothers, the Lord is near, but we as his sons and daughters don't have to be anxious about that or anything else. When he says in his word that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our request to him, it's because he means it. He means it because he hears us. And when he hears us, he answers. When we present our requests and petitions to God, he guards our hearts and minds with his peace. It's during these times that we should know him as Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. 
Don't be anxious or afraid to talk about or handle matters that need to be dealt with while still here on earth. And for the rest of it, present your request to our Father, whatever they may be. We should not be worried as to what could happen if we should reach a time when perhaps someone else may have to step in and help take care of us. The matters of what will happen after we die was also discussed in previous episodes, so that shouldn't be an issue either. What we should really be doing during this time is assuring ourselves and our families that these things are already in place and settled through verbal communications, wills, and other types of conveyances. We should be having conversations with our children, grandchildren, and other relatives in reference to these potential circumstances. Knowing that these things have already been discussed and our desires are known takes away from the stress, doubts, and fears of the unknown, especially for our loved ones. Talk about what you want done for your future and don't be afraid. We also need to remember again from Philippians 4 that our God will meet all our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So we don't need to be stressed and fearful. Once again, let me repeat from previous episodes according to the Gospel of Luke 12, 25 through 26, where it reads, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? There are far too many of us who are worried about the wrong things. We can't worry about how long we're going to live, but we can do what's necessary as far as how we will live while we're still living. We should be at a place in life where we're passing necessary and essential information, wisdom, and family history onto our descendants. Don't let them have to find a will under the sofa pillows, as we've heard in the case of Aretha Franklin, or in a coffee can somewhere. Let the information they need be where it can easily be accessed because you've already told them where it is. As a child, I remember so vividly hearing the older generation say things like, I don't want nobody knowing my business, or you don't need to be up in my business. The unfortunate thing about those statements was that we did need to know. And because we didn't know, many things were lost, pertinent Family information, as well as business information, was not passed on. Most probably many of us know family members or others who lost property because they didn't know where to find certain legal papers. Insurances were never cashed in because the policies were too well hidden. There were family secrets that were too secret. Things that grandmas, grandpas, big mamas, and big daddies were too ashamed to talk about. They took them to their graves and their descendants lost because of it. 
properties, lands, monies, and other things that could have and should have been inherited weren't because family business or those shameful family secrets were not shared. We must pass on our family histories, whether it involves lands, monies, or even illegitimate babies that were born in secret. Oftentimes, those secrets will help our descendants to know who they are and where they come from. I promise you, Ancestry.com does not have all the answers. And most importantly, something else that we need to pass on to our children are the words and promises that God has spoken to us individually as well as corporately for our descendants. Last week, on Wednesday and then Thursday, the Lord brought me into 2 Chronicles 7 and then 1 Kings 9. Of course, we all know the scriptures from 2 Chronicles 7, 14, which says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That scripture has been quoted and ministered to Christians and the world for generations. It's been used and misused by so many depending on what they wanted to achieve for their own ulterior motives. We hear that verse more than ever during times of horrific and horrendous nationwide and global events. Practically everyone knows it by heart. But what about the rest of that chapter? Most of the time, if you ask someone what else is in that chapter, they can't tell you. However, this is the same chapter that deals with the dedication of the temple that Solomon built. It's one of the chapters that tells us of how the glory of the Lord filled the temple so much so that the priests could not perform their duties. It's the same chapter where the people sacrificed and worshiped with their faces to the ground as they said, the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And it's also in that chapter where we read for the very first time that the Lord appeared to Solomon. What an awesome and frightening experience that must have been for the king. God literally not only appeared to him, but he spoke to him as well. And it should be understood that before God spoke those words that we've all learned and committed to our hearts and spirit from the 14th verse, God said something else to Solomon in the 12th verse. He said to him, I have heard your prayer. I can only pray that the same anointing that fell on me as I wrote and read these words will fall upon you, my sisters and brothers, as you hear them. You see, I truly believe that in actuality, in all that has been said and taught throughout the word of God, none of it would matter if God doesn't hear us when we pray. Listen to me, God hears our prayers. And again, as stated earlier, when he hears, he answers. 
However, God didn't stop there with Solomon. He appeared to him once again. That occurrence is shared with us in 1 Kings 9, where in the second verse it reads, the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. Again, God said to Solomon in the third verse, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me. What more could a person ask for? Let me say to each of you, as well as to myself right now, that I know that our Father is saying that he has heard our prayers. Let's look at the sixth verse in Philippians 4 again. It reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God is telling us to pray and petition him. He's telling us to present our request to him. Do you really think he would tell us to pray if he wasn't listening as well as ready and willing to answer? But God didn't just leave it at that because for most of us, we're praying all day long. We're praying formal as well as informal prayers. We're praying not only when we rise up in the mornings, but when we're driving at the grocery, when we're talking on the phones and even watching the terrible things that we hear and see on the news. We're constantly in prayer for our loved ones, our children, mates, grandchildren, siblings, parents, if they're still with us, and all the rest. We're praying for friends co-workers, neighbors, and even enemies. So with all of those prayers going forth, exactly what prayer and please has God heard? Specifically, which prayer is he hearing? All of them, and especially those that are according to his word and will and are a part of the covenant agreement that he has with us. In the fourth verse of 1 Kings 9, it reads, As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said, You shall never failed to have a successor on the throne of Israel. David had cut covenant with God. So here we're seeing not only that God honors covenant, but again that covenant is generational. He's telling Solomon that what he's doing for him is because of what he had promised David, his dead father. They are promises that God has made us through the covenant that we have with him, through the blood of his son Jesus, that will be fulfilled with our children, grandchildren, and descendants that we may never see. However, it must be told, taught, and ministered to our children the stipulations of the promises as well as the stipulations of the covenant that we have with the Father. There were two pertinent words used in that fifth verse. Those two words are forever and never. The throne would be forever 
and never would it fail to have a successor from David's lineage on the throne of Israel. Is there a never and forever that God has promised you for your family? Selah, pause and think about it. Whatever promises God has made you, they are provisions and requirements that must be kept by our descendants. The Lord told Solomon that he had to walk before him faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as David, his father, did. Another requirement was that he had to do all that the Lord commanded and observe his decrees and laws. Because God has made us promises, they're not just going to fall into the laps of our children. They must know, understand, and obey the conditions of the covenant that we have entered into with the Father. Please join me next week as I share more with you concerning the forever and never that God has promised you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I. T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.